and gentlemen to the 21st episode of the Valorant Show. I'm your host Taylor Reflections Noble joined by Troy Tuttle aka Too Loud and I gotta say it's been a little too long since we had a chance to talk to you. I know we took a week off but that's okay. Everybody's gotta take a vacation now and then and Troy was in California with the family off of work so we gotta let him slide I did. every now I, yeah, and again. Dude, Troy how you feeling man? I'm feeling refreshed, rejuvenated, good i'm 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 happy uh yeah i got a whole week away man uh, uh my wife let me get away and go spend some time with uh some family of mine up in california for about a week and uh, my brother went with me and we just had a good time just chilling relaxing went to the redwood forest dude nothing's more oh, peaceful beautiful. than walking through a forest and like yeah. nobody was there it was super quiet and like it's so cool right now uh, up there, and so it was, it was awesome. I had a great time. So I feel refreshed, man. I'm, I'm back here. I'm ready to do some more Valorant. Ready to jump back into Valorant, man. I, you know, having a week off and not playing too has been crazy. So I'm ready to jump all back into it. 100%, man. A lot has gone down, too. There's a lot to discuss. I'm actually really happy. As you guys know, we did, in fact, move into Act 3 of Chapter yeah. 1. It's going to be the last act uh, before we get some big changes. But you know what's funny is uh, I, I believe they were only supposed to add maps after each chapter. But it uh, looks like we already got a new one now. We'll get more into that in just a second. But you know what? Let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and move into our community feedback. Ask the agents. Ah. <sighs> So much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. I want to take this one. I want to start this off. Wait, right? I can I read, read this, this one, one though. But I know you can't. All right, all right, all right. Tell you what. You read it. And the reason and we'll why, an wait, wait. The reason why you want to start this off is because the next word is harder, right? Isn't that why? Isn't that, that's why you, you get, you're trying to give Which me the hard harder? names here. Okay, this one's easy. It's okay, buddy. One, two, three. <laughs> okay. But I'll let you read it. Go ahead. All right. Best show. Thanks for the advice last week. I decided to stop playing Reyna, and this has helped me improve my raking by a bit. Hey, we're happy that we were able to help you out. It goes on to say, what do you think about Valorant's low Twitch viewing numbers? Is this mostly because it's a competitive game with less focus on content creators? Great question, okay, buddy. And first and foremost, really glad to have you back as... Uh, not only as a listener, but also coming through with another review and uh, comment. Um, you know what? Without question, uh, Valorant does have uh, low Twitch numbers. I say that, but I mean, come on, in relation to other games out there, it's still doing really well. Um, the thing about it is you you hit the nail on the head, okay? It's because it is focused on a competitive aspect. It's, it is a competitive game at heart, and there really isn't a lot for content creators to get and i say that they are going to be adding stuff we'll actually talk about that in just a little bit but for content creators what content can they really get out of valorant um and you know your traditional content of trolling and this and that it's cool but it's not really condoned or warranted in the valorant scene and then you also have you know like like other games like Fortnite, where you can get in and you can you know view these special events and and you know kind of like i don't know kit out your player with different outfits and you got different you know storylines happening on the map valorant just doesn't operate like that so you're right because it is a competitive game at heart it's going to have lower numbers at least as of right now but that's okay because valorant is not trying to be a content creator game its intention is to be a competitive game. That's where their focus has always been. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So Twitch numbers, hey, they might be low right now, but when those tournaments happen, hey, those numbers go way, yeah, way up yeah, I mean, because that competitive scene wants to watch. It's the same thing we see with CSGO. I mean, its numbers on that's a day-to-day -day yeah. basis are usually pretty low unless they have a big tournament. Um, I mean, shoot, Fortnite is going to get there eventually, I promise you. Like, it's, it's going that direction already. Uh, but I mean, that's just because the core, you know, the, the people that are looking for the fun, you know, the action, the things that really grab people's attention on a day-to-day -day basis on Twitch, right? Um, where people sit back and be part of a community are typically those situations where like you see your favorite player have some crazy plays or they're, they're able to have a lot of fun winning and Valorant's, you know, a game where you have to concentrate if you really want to play at a high level, you really want to see those awesome yeah. plays. Uh, and unless you're, you know, unless you're, you know, making alt accounts, I mean, you're probably not doing that very much in Valorant. So, you know, if uh, I, I think from a viewer's standpoint, it, it might not actually be as exciting on a day-to-day -day basis um, unless you're really into 
uh, the competitive style of this game. Um, and if you're looking for the fun and the laughter, I don't think it always happens, right, in this game. But yeah. I think it's okay, Taylor. I think it's okay to have a game that, uh, like CSGO as well, that you know has a has a very core, hardcore fan base. And I think if everybody that's listening to this podcast, if they all love it as much as we do, you know, Valorant's still growing, and there's still a lot of opportunity for them to continue to to get better. And you know, if they come out with a mobile version or a console version in the future it's even going to push the community to be even bigger um and really broaden the opportunity to have i think more content on on twitch you know so yeah well we'll see we'll see you know some of the things that uh, might be talked about today during this episode that are coming out this act might draw some content creators to come over and say hello during you know holiday that's seasons. true that's true i, I do want to say one more thing on that a hey, look even though it doesn't have the biggest viewing numbers because it's not a content creator centric title and it's based on esports and competitive gaming, I think that's going to give this game, uh, you know, Valorant more longevity in the long run. Um, so for me, it's actually great that they're not focused on content creators and really focused on the competitive scene. Because if you keep the competitive scene going strong, um, you know, that, that game is just going to continue to grow and uh, it's just going to continue to, you know, get more of a fan base as these, uh, you know, like your your Tinge, your Shinobi, your Vice, you know, whoever you want to point out, Sinatra, as they get bigger, uh, their fan base gets bigger, their fan base is going to continue to grow and they're going to continue to watch, you know, these players play competitively as opposed to, you know, just jumping ship going to a different title, a different game, yep. right? CSGO, as you said, perfect example competitive centric and it's been around forever right because it's a competitive game so uh those twitch numbers being low don't don't listen to all the youtube videos where they're like all you know valor instead oh, look yeah, at the yeah. twitch numbers it, completely dumb 100 percent dumb and and don't forget who's behind valorant at any point just don't yep. just don't forget there's a little company called riot and tencent right there dumping money into it so you know it's it's not going anywhere anytime soon don't worry about the numbers mm -hmm. And and hey, actually, Taylor, the last few uh, tournaments, like you said, dude, they've had like hundred thousand viewers. Oh, they've been insane. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, you look at it, look at it on a day when there's actually a tournament taking place, and then you'll see those. Like, and I say tournament. Um, we've seen the biggest viewership with with North American tournaments, um, but definitely look at you know EU obviously being second. But look at those numbers whenever uh, one of those tournaments is taking place, specifically one that is sanctioned by Riot. Right, those are going to be the ones that you want to take a look at and see those numbers, and uh, you'll very much see that the the game is is very much so alive. Clutch Kebab writes in. He's been here before. He says, He's your last one. And and my hooked on phonics helped me there. By the way, uh, he said. <laughs> I don't have any social media besides Twitch. Here's my Discord name and number so we can talk. Bionic underscore theory. Hashtag 02021. P.S. Valorant is already on PS4. Huh? What? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I, I, I really don't. I'm not I, sure. I, I, so I, re I read this way before, and I was like, is Valorant on, on PS4? Yeah. And uh, the only update I got was, well, yes, developer Riot Games has not rolled Valorant coming to PlayStation 4 as it has said that PC is the focus. But we, we kind of covered that a long time ago, you know, back in September. I, I don't I don't think it's on PS4. I don't know unless you can unless you can port it over. But I don't know how much support it has on PS4. I admit, I mean, I think mobile is going to be the next port they're going to have. Yeah. But Troy Clutch Kebab is the one that you actually told to reach out to you in regards to building the new Discord server ah, yes, uh, for yes, the yes, Valorant yes. show. Of course. So that's why he's he's coming back and and coming through. We appreciate that Clutch Kebab. You're awesome, man. J Palm, our last one of the day. Coming back, hey, J-Palm, how you doing? Question for y'all. Hey, guys, so I'm the low bronze rank, and I'm trying to rank up, but a problem that keeps happening is I get Smurf accounts or someone that is hard carrying on the opposing team. Do you see a fix for this? Because these players are obviously trying to ruin some players at lower ranked days. Thanks, love the show. So, hey, you know what's unfortunate? Because I know when you when you wrote this comment, uh, the new season wasn't out just yet. So, obviously, you know, all those players who had, you know, decently high ranks or whatever, they were creating Smurf accounts. And that's going to happen, I think, regardless of anything. There's really no way of avoiding this. I'll, I'll be completely on honest with you, J-Palm. It's really unfortunate. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is once the season is kind of like reaching towards the end, everybody wants that. Uh, you know how you, you get your kind of, you know, your triangle that shows your best games. And in the center, it shows your best. Uh, your best 
rank win overall everybody wants that to be showcased and some players are really fanatic about it so they're not going to continue to play on their account they're just going to go to a smurf account and they're just going to play that until the season is over with and they'll hop back onto their main account um really unfortunate that happens but it is what it is i i don't know a way around that when you're down in bronze um man that's the jungle I'm, i want to be real with you it, it's tough you never know what you're going to get it's a mixed bag right you could get someone really good you get someone really bad you can get somebody who's just playing for the first time you can get somebody like troy right so you wow. never know what you're going to get wow, you're in the saying trash ring. and bronze and you say troy i'm not sure how to take that uh but no i'm not saying that at all well if you but remember you i think it's like might need to hook up what is it right now what is the rule on who you can get hooked up it's like two ranks within two ranks three three now yeah they just changed that so, within three and the reason why they did that is to keep it keep uh ranked a lot so tighter it's three we'll talk now about that but what later, was it what was, now, yeah. what was it though i want to say it was right before it, before today obviously and it was in between four or six that's that's kind of where I it think, was yeah i think i think it, it was like six it was, it was like a rank and like a total rank and a half or something like that anyways yeah, it was it was it was pretty large i i do think that that change is gonna like really help a lot this season so jay palm like Stick to it. Let me know. I'm actually really curious how this does affect some players out there uh, besides just me and Taylor. Because um, if we get stuck at silver three again, I'm in gold one. Constantly. Speak for yourself. What's gold two? Oh, you ended up at gold two? Look at you. Well, I mean, I, okay, hold on. I did drop down to silver three. Okay, but I, but right. my rank reads as gold two, Troy. My rank reads as gold say two. It. I'm, I'm happy just with that. Saying. I'm just saying. And this saying. fresh 240 we were just hertz monitor. We were just saying two today. Part, of the, part of the reason for us is our guys that we played with early on in the game have dropped off. So have, a yeah, lot of the guys, anymore, we, we spent a lot of time with getting to know how they played, getting to know the game. They've either moved on or they're playing something else, which is understandable. I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but like, uh, that's part of our problem too. Is like we are stuck in this path where we're solo queuing a lot. Uh, we don't have a core five to really play with. So if you're out there and you typically play nights between like, I don't know, eight p.m. and midnight, hit us up. Central time, by the way. Um, but like, we are definitely looking, uh, definitely looking to do that because I think that helps too, right, Taylor? I think having a good team actually does make a difference, even oh, if you I guys mean, are all question, bronze yeah. together. Yeah, it still helps. Yeah, I mean, it helps with the fun, too. Like, even if you're not winning, you're still having fun. You would think, right? I mean, it depends on, like, the chemistry that you guys have. But, no, 100%. Playing with a five-stack is much better than playing, you know, solo queue. I mean, any day of the week, no matter who you're playing with, regardless. We do need to find a solid five. I've been playing, actually, you know, uh, one of our listeners, um, he's relatively young, but he goes by the name Lorax, the Lorax in the game. Shout out to the the Lorax. Hey, he's good. It's a good movie, by the way. He's really good. Huh? It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a fantastic movie, man. Doctor Seuss. Yeah. But uh, man, the Lorax, he's he's good. Shout out to you, man. Thank you for being a, a long term listener as well as a, a a solid guy out there. Young, but you know what? A lot of talent. Can't wait to see where he's going to go with it. But check it out. Thank you for the comments, and uh, you know you do have a chance to get featured in our next episode. Whether you be on Amazon, whether you be on Podbeam or iTunes. For you Spotify listeners out there, there's no way to leave a comment as of yet. Hopefully they add that feature in the future, but whether it be Amazon, iTunes, or Podbeam, please, I encourage you, leave a comment, leave a rating. Let us know what you think about the show. Let us know what you want us to discuss. Maybe you have some questions. Maybe you have some thoughts on some of the topics, uh, but we would love to hear from you and feature you in the next episode. Please leave that rating and comment. You guys are all awesome and we love having you. Let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of things. Let's get into our weekly news. Let's run it back. Yeah, let's bring it back. Yes, we waited a couple extra days to record this episode just so we could talk about this. So that we could bring y'all our first take, our first impressions of what's dropping. We had a new map. Icebox yep. comes out. You got to play it. I haven't actually had to play it yet. Why don't you give me your, your, your first take on it? I'll be honest with you. I love it. I really really like icebox um the reason why i like it so much is because it's i'm gonna say this and i don't want to get flamed for it but it seems like one of the most complex maps that we have as of yet it's got a ramp in the middle you've got a big mid fight that can take place you've got a lot more angles it seems to plant the spike more so than any other any other map let, like you think about ascent or, or not ascent let, let's uh let, let's start off with haven you start off with haven you have Alpha and Bravo, well, obviously you have Charlie as well. But the big focal point about planting the spike at any of those points is you have that that kind of box in the middle of it, right? And you have to kind of work around that. And that's your only coverage, if you will, whether you be on A, B, or C. 
Um, now, if you go over towards Ascent, you actually, yeah, so you still have the green box in the middle that you kind of work around, but either way, it's like a square space where you where you, where you you go to plant. Right. If you go to over to the A site, it's a little bit more open, but you still have the generator and you've got the box. I don't, I don't know what's up with all these boxes. I get it. It's, it's, it's up for coverage, but when it comes to, and, and that can be applied, you know, to buying, buying, you've got the tunnel, right? That's a little bit more unique. Right. Um, right. And then you go on the other side and you've got, you know, the green box that you can hide behind. Um, split, you know, you, again, well, you have the wall. It's a little bit more uh, interesting, but then you have the sign. Um, but the point with Icebox, what I love about it is there's a ton of different angles. No longer do you just have like this, this you know, rectangle or square space where you go through to, to kind of plant the spike. You can now plant it in a corner. You know, you can kind of corner camp it and get the spike down without exposing yourself and getting taken out, right? It, you know, there's always that tension whenever you go to plant a spike. It's like, oh, am I going to get lasered right here, right now? You know, because I'm so exposed. Uh, you're a little bit more covered on icebox. You also have the zip lines too, which are really cool. So yeah, those, I those say change zip up the, lines. The gameplay quite a bit, don't they? Oh, 100%. No, it's great because you have the ropes on, on multiple different... Well, I, specifically on split, you know, you have the ropes, uh, whether you're transitioning from A to B or, um, you know, even on B and, and, you know, going to heaven. But you have your ropes. And, and on Icebox, you still have those vertical ropes, but you also have horizontal ropes now, too, where you can just can you zip line across. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't test it. That's actually a good question. I assume you can. I, I think you can. I'm pretty sure you can. But no, now you have probably. those horizontal ropes, so you can quickly transition. High risk, high reward, but you can transition now, you know, which is really cool. But it, it's a map that what I like about it is it's not as open. Um, it's it's a lot of sharp angles. You do have those open spots in the middle and, and a couple of other spots as well. But the point is, it's a really complex map. So for me, I like that complexity. I like the angles. I like the addition of the ropes and just how unique it is. You're going to see fights no longer taking place on just, you know, the single, you know, just, just ground where we see it. And then maybe you'll have someone on heaven or on top of a box. But now you have a ton of verticality in the map as well as a ton of coverage where you're going to really have to keep your head on a swivel or you're going to get taken out. Well, so I love the fact that they added this you've, map. You've called a ton of esports. Uh, different games, yeah. different maps. When you look at this map, does it does it kind of give you that feeling? Like, man, I could cast this map. I could really. Oh yeah, it, it really be, does. You know what? In. This map is going to be exciting because there's so many places to hide, and there's so many different angles and, and areas you need to cover. So you're going to be rewarded as the offensive team if you get that spike down early on, because you're going to be able to camp those corners and take advantage of the coverage of the map and the verticality as well. Um, but if you don't get the spike down early on, if you're on offense and you go, you know, and you want to wait last minute because you want to try and get those early picks, which is much more doable on bind split, uh, ascent, <coughs> ascent haven. Um, you're not going to have that luxury to do so on icebox. You're just not. Mm. Plus, there's a lot of metal too that you run on, and that makes you know that really that that hollow sound. You're going to know. Where those people are at yeah yeah and there's a lot of drop-offs too so you can't just like run on top of the metal no you're gonna have to drop off you're gonna be hurt so it's gonna make these teams think very critically about their rotations and their angles and their and the lines that they take on that map so it's it, a lot it's, like it's gonna center be a on, very on complex a map. the uh right right yeah i i love it i really like it yeah for me man this is a map that you know if i if i do cat because i haven't casted valerie yet i've only hosted a couple of events um but i'm chomping at the bit to cast and i would love to cast over this map because it's going to allow for some great clutch moments and some really sneaky beaver moments man yeah that's but a, that's for what me, i'm excited I, this is for one of my favorite maps but you you brought up a, a new point which is we haven't ever talked about this but we have talked about the pace of the game quite a bit and and how they've tried to push the game along uh, how different styles of different play in different teams. But how about how maps could actually force teams to play? And that's kind of uh -huh. what you brought up here is like this map actually might force teams to have a different strat or play in a different mindset, right? Uh, or ability than, mm -hmm. they, than they approach these other maps, right? And so how they approach yeah. this map could be completely uh, different. Could be like normally a team that plays a little bit slower, right? Um, and sure. plays a little bit more ba back. Um, and, and waits for their opponents, maybe you're, you're saying on this map, they won't be able to do it. And I think that's really I mean, interesting can, to think like it, maps could affect yeah. how, how, play, how, how they're approaching it. Not just from like, hey, this is my strategy on this map, but I'm saying like forcing your play style to be different. 
Oh, 100%. Well, I think maps should do that in general because, you know, you can't have this, you know, different maps, but then the same play style because then you're going to have, you know, one team that's just going to dominate all maps. That's why it's it's fun to watch certain teams play on Split as opposed to playing on Haven and Ascent because you know one team is going to be incredibly, incredibly better off at uh, at Split versus, you know, one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, C9, for example, is, is one of those teams that was great at Split, but, you know, other teams weren't. Um, but then, you know, maybe C9 doesn't do as well on, on Ascent, which on one of the tournaments they weren't. They ended up winning that map. But regardless, though, you know, some teams don't. So Yeah, I just I, think I, it's I interesting because it. they, they could essentially start pushing the play, right, a certain way based on how they build mm. the maps. So, if, for instance, yeah. if they're saying, hey, we really like how Ascent plays, let's more mm-hmm. let's make more maps that flow like Ascent or or create those critical points in the map like we right. do with Ascent. Um, and, you know, or, or any map. I just say Ascent just because it's the first one that comes to mind. But I'm just saying that's really interesting to think as we move throughout this game's history and we move down the line, we look a year down the line, two years down the line, how does Riot look at how they want to push the game? And I think we're going to get a good look at that about how they build the maps. Yeah, my, my ideology was the fact that they added the three core maps, and that was, you know, your three bomb site, which was Haven, you had Bind, and then you had Split. Yep. And they were th- all three maps were incredibly different, right? One had three bomb sites on Haven, the other one had TPs, which was on Bind, and then you had um you had Split, which had, you know, your ropes, and it was a lot more, you know, tightly contested. You you know, they changed they already changed up the mid fight. Remember, mid fight was totally different. Um so the fact of the matter is I think those were the three baselines. And they wanted to see where does the community, whether it be competitive community or public community, where do they lie in terms of favoritism for those maps? And then they created a scent a lot more open, a, a lot different than the other maps, right? And then they kind of said, okay, well, do, do people prefer this map? Do they like this play style? And I think they're trying to hone in on what is the perfect map to make. And they're slowly releasing them so they can gauge, you know, the kind of attention that these maps are getting. And, uh, and, and this one is vastly different from anything we've seen before. Right. So does this map work? I don't know. But either way, I'm so happy we, we have more maps. Four maps, it's great. It's or excuse me, five maps, which is better than four, right? Yeah. Which is better than three, which is what we had originally. So the more maps, the more you know, the better, at least in my opinion. Yeah, we're starting to see how this plays out too as we as we go through these episodes, right? Uh and these acts. We're gonna see how this plays mm-hmm. out with their you know, their rollout and how they said they're gonna ro- bring bring new agents and bring new maps. Uh and also change up the competitive update, you know, and change up what they're doing in competitive. And uh, this time with patch uh, 1.10, you can now uh, select your preferred server, increasing the chances you can play on a server you want. Uh, Rank disparity for all parties capped at three from six. So you were right. It was six prior to. Uh, So we have also tightened up our competitive matchmaking to reduce skill disparity. It also says here, uh, immortal rank changes will only be impacted by winning and losing and the deceptiveness of the game outcome, how many rounds won or lost by, and not factor individual performance into the calculation. Uh, we'll right. be testing the monitoring, monitoring this change in Act 3 for potential future implementations in all ranks. Uh, so that, that's pretty cool, um, looking at really the overall outcome and less on your individual calculation, because you know there are those games Taylor, where you're just on the side of the map where you don't get a lot of action, and then your you know your whole team dies, and you're rotating over, and you know what I mean. Like that's true. There's just those yeah. games. You, you you sometimes run into those, so that's gonna be interesting to see how they how they look at that. Um, and you know, I I mean, how how do you feel about these immediate changes they're already making to competitive? Well, the change that I love the most is you can select your preferred server. So, and that goes beyond just you know choosing North America, EU japan middle you know whatever service they have available um that that goes deeper to the point where it's like you can choose literally the closest server to your location Mm. right so if you live you know in in new york well let's just say let's say you live in california and and you're like you know 10 minutes away from sacramento and there's a server in sacramento you can then choose that that location as your server and then you can play theoretically this is how they have it set up where you play with other people who are closer to that server so you can choose the ping that you have i love that that is a great addition 
And that right there is already going to help competitive tremendously, especially for, for you guys who are going out there and playing as a five stack and you guys are all close to locate or even as a solo queue. I do like the fact that parties are capped at three tiers because this is going to, uh, as they said, right, rank disparity. You're not going to have as much of that. You're not going to have someone who is, uh, you know, plat three who's going to be playing against, you know, a gold three member who should be able to beat them with ease, right? You're not going to have that anymore and there should be a lot tighter groupings whenever it comes to the rankings. Um, I'm happy with it. I, you know, I will say this, though, I, I don't know about, you know, just being impacted on winning and losing. Still, I think at lower ranks, especially if you're solo queuing, um, it would be nice to be impacted by your solo outcome. Like today I played a game, for example, I had three members on my team that were just terrible. I mean, we lost we lost the game, uh, but, you know, I did really, really well, went hugely positive. Uh, but of course, I'm going to be impacted negative. If this was implemented, I would be impacted negatively because we lost 13-7, even though like I went, you know, 20 and what, like 20 and 11 or something, right? Right. So, it's, but they're still playing around with it. They're still working on it. And, uh, and I definitely like that. But moving on, though, from that, which I, I really do hope that that, you know, kind of gets cleaned up. We do have uh, some mode updates to Deathmatch. So now no longer will you be playing against 10 players. Now you'll be playing against 14 players. Super cool. But on split, think about it. Going against 14 players, that that's going to be pretty chaotic. But they did have an answer for this. They updated the spawning algorithm. Um, so basically, you'll, you'll have a safer spawn, at least theoretically. That's the ideology behind it. And uh, pretty happy with it. Either way, a lot more changes did go into play play um but super happy that they are focused on deathmatch which you know doesn't give you much x i think 500 xp yeah just yeah so they warm, but, they removed know, the periodic uh location pulse and so now you only receive a pulse right when you spawn so you won't get that pulse mm -hmm. continually anymore which is kind of nice uh I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to play out like people camping right corners a little bit more sure I'm, yeah. I'm worried about that uh increased match length uh kills to 40 so it was 30 they're increasing yeah. that to 40 um and the time limit up to nine minutes was six minutes uh the, that's good the kill reloads uh on every kill players get an automatic uh reload now immediate a full reload on their active weapon and then XP, as you mentioned, gained uh, changed from 500 to 900. But that's also to account yeah. for the time that you're spending in the game because you're up yeah, in the I was going to say that, yeah. So uh, yeah. That, that's happening. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, th I like it. I'm glad. I actually enjoy Deathmatch a lot, uh, especially, like I said, I found myself playing by myself quite often. So uh, I like to go in here and warm up, play a few games. Sometimes I only, you know, play four or five matches of Deathmatch a night and then jump off. So... Yeah. Uh, it, it is a nice, I, I like that you're getting a little more XP for it and Hey, 40 kills give me a little more time to come back. If I'm having a bad beginning, you know, get those hundred percent. And, and I do want to go ahead and I want to go ahead and quickly talk about quality of life because it's really cool. So the battle pass now features upgrade variants for the surge skin line. So if you do unlock the surge skin line, you can also unlock the upgrades and uh, that's really, really cool. So, and also I, I was, I was talking to uh, the Lorax today about it. I'm really happy they added sheriff skins because we've been lacking sheriff skins other yeah, than ones have. you can buy for quite some time. So it's nice that they're adding in fresh new sheriff skins. Cause I've actually been using the sheriff a lot more as recently because I just really like it. Um, a lot of updates whenever it comes to the actual uh, observer mode, which is great. So you viewers out there, you spectators who love to watch or you're an avid fan or even not an avid fan, but you just like to get into it. You're going to be able to track a lot more. Uh, that includes, you know, map updates. That includes being able to see the time now on, on how much the spike needs to be diffused. Um, you'll be able to, of course, see whenever somebody is flashed, but you won't get flashed yourself. All great things. Happy with this update. You know, the only thing that would have made this update better is if they would have included Sky in it, right? Which, of course, Sky has has been uh man sky is is looking awesome i'm not going to lie so for you guys out there sky will be released or at least theoretically released october 27th that's when they're saying she's going to be coming out but uh troy sky looks great yeah yeah i mean uh i i immediately told you when i saw her like bro this looks like a an agent i definitely want to play next like i've been mm -hmm. been really searching i've been playing some phoenix i i feel a little bit phoenix. i like phoenix quite a bit uh, but you know, ever since Brimstone kind of, you know, came off that S tier and that A tier and that B tier, uh, to me, like, I just like, man, looking. And so for me, uh, Sky seems to be an agent I'm very interested in uh, to get into play. Uh, cause you know, she has like, we're going to talk about her abilities here, but she really has that all around ability to, uh, be that kind of aggressor, but also be that support. And so that's yeah. what, that's what's really going to be interesting to see how she plays out. Um, but uh, but man, let's jump in here first. Her first ability, Trailblazer, equip a 
Tasmanian tiger trinket. That's so cool. Fire That's to so send cool, out man. and take control of a predator. Uh, while in control, fire to leap forward, exploding in a concussive blast and damaging enemies. So think like the twin, uh, the twin wolves in, uh, in Spike Rush, right? Think about that. Twin wolves in Spike Rush. Essentially, that's what you're getting with uh, with Trailblazer. Mm. Super cool. And you interesting throwback we, you have there. As we go through these, let's keep thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, let, let's Spike really Rush. keep that in mind. Yeah. Keep that, how, how, how many references can we get to Spike Rush? I think we can get a lot more. For the second ability, Guiding Light. Equip a Hawk Trinket, fire to send it forward, hold fire to guide it from afar, and you can reuse the Hawk while the Hawk is in flight to transform it into a Flash that gives a hit confirm if an enemy is within range and line of sight. Super cool. So three Flashes. You will get an opportunity to send three of those out. You can, in fact, guide it. You do not turn into the Hawk like you do the Tasmanian Tiger for Trail blazer but you can uh, as as we were watching earlier we we're watching tens and vice they were actually going through the map and uh and, and you know kind of figuring out how does sky work but you can actually use the map itself to guide uh that hawk trinket and use that so it's mainly going to be used for as a support flash not as an initiator flash it, but it will in fact support your team so you'll be able to get that ahead uh with little risk right because you're not exposing your body you're just exposing the the actual hawk super cool yeah yeah and you can uh from what we saw it looks like you can shoot the hawk so if you send it out and you don't deploy the flash or hit, you know i guess i guess ignite the flash however you do it uh uh, confirm the flash, maybe. Uh, once you ever, whenever, whenever you send it out, if you don't do that, they can actually shoot it and it won't flash you. Uh, when you when you do turn into the Tasmanian Tiger Trinket, it, you actually don't turn into it. You just take control over it. It's like you spawn it right in front of you, so you can actually right. still get killed while you're in it. Um, mm. um, so I just wanted to be clear on that. But the third ability, Regrowth, equip a healing trinket, hold fire to channel healing allies in range and line of sight can be used until her healing pool is depleted does not heal herself yeah so i so that's really cool yeah i, I think healer. it is important that it doesn't heal herself yeah community healer you know uh, what's been the only community healer we've had sage and who has been getting a lot of nerfs as of recent well literally since sage was released well sage has been getting a lot of nerfs right and why did we say this actually i'm really proud of us i'm not gonna lie agents out there like i'm super proud of me and troy the reason why we've been harping on sage getting you know uh nerfed so many times because we're like well actually i think troy you're the one who actually came up with this and you're like the reason why sage is getting nerfed so hard is because they want to put sage in line with the new agent that's coming out which is going to be an initiator you called that yep. and secondly is going to have the ability to heal so now you have sage and you have sky who are both community healers but now more in line with each other because sage before with the healing ability really powerful heals yourself heals your opponents or excuse me heals your your teammates uh, but now i mean really which one do you pick do you choose sky do you choose sage i think sky right now has a little bit more ability and usability yeah no absolutely um i think it's gonna i think this is exactly why i said they were t they were taking her heal down where it didn't heal as much because now they're gonna have two healer possibility on the team yep um i'm gonna be interested to see like do we actually see these two agents played together a lot, right? Do we see Sage, S and, Sky? Sage and Sky? Yeah. Do we see them played together often? I, that's what's going to be interesting to see how the pros are going to play. I definitely think Sky's going to be in there. Her kit just seems very powerful. Um, well, I, talk about her ultimate. Well, yeah. I mean, to finish her off, uh, her ultimate ability, Seekers, equips a seek, Seeker Trinket, fire to send out three Seekers to track down the three closest enemies. If a Seeker reaches an enemy... It's near sight. It near sights them. So just like uh, paranoia, paranoia, right? In Spike Rush. In Spike Rush. There you go. And yes, this is global almost, meaning it almost will go over the entire map, but not quite. So it does have and a. It, I, it does have a time. Yeah. It does have a timer on it. It will. It will stop uh, seeking if it has to go too far. Uh, but yeah, it's three. You get to fire three of them, and and uh, you can basically run after them just like you can uh, if you ever followed the wolves right in Spike Rush and waited yep. for them to hit somebody. That's Twin exactly wolves, yeah. what it looks like almost. So. A little bit of uh, you know uh, what you see here, uh, as we mentioned, some of the maybe interest and in things that they were testing in uh, Spike Rush made their way into this new agent.
That's the thing. I think Spike Rush, as we've actually we said at the very beginning, um, is going to be, and I think actually you're the one who came up with this too. Troy, you're five head, man. I'm not going to lie. I might be smooth brain over here. I need, I need to get up and get some folds in my brain so I can be five brain too. But man, uh, yeah, Spike Rush, guys, seems to be the testing grounds for um, some of these agent abilities. I mean, come on, Twin Wolves. We we now have it with Sky with the Trailblazer. Um, of course, you know, uh, Paranoia being implemented. They, I mean, and, and let's not forget, Paranoia used to be hugely overpowered, and they ended up, you know, kind of buffing it or nerfing it back. Yep. So Sky's uh, ultimate ability... Uh, initiates paranoia so be on the lookout if you see things happening in spike rush just keep in the back of your mind this could be equipped to an agent either way to break it down though for sky i think sky is going to be used in in competition 100 uh maybe not on all maps but for sure most maps ascent is going to be one of those maps that's going to be used consistently specifically because of guiding light right that that sova drone that's just <laughs> buffed up entirely um and the reason why is because you can actually, at least as of right now, you can fly over um, the A building and then and, and flash people down below. So you have the ability to literally fly over the buildings, which is really, really crazy. But it's a bird after all. I mean, or a hawk, I should say. Why not? I do believe if we do see Sky used, Sky isn't necessarily going to be a direct replacement for Sage, even though she does have healing. I think 100% Sky might be, you know, kind of thought through uh because of that healing ability with the regrowth i think she's more so going to be used to replace sova um and the reason why is because i think she just has a little bit more utility even her ultimates i'm not going to lie guys her ultimate ability despite hitting you know uh, opponents with uh, paranoia is really underwhelming actually and i think the biggest use for that ultimate ability uh, if you if you do connect you you know you initiate paranoia cool but more importantly you get a lot of information because it's three individual seekers that you throw out that the opponent needs to kill and shoot which means you'll know where your your opponent's going to be at which means you can bait and switch and things like that Sky is going to be using competitive 100%. I'm going to try out Sky. I know you are as well, Troy. So we're going to be fighting over who uses her first. <laughs> uh, but either way, I'm going to be shelling out the thousand credits or, or uh, uh, Valorant points in order to buy this uh, agent because I, I'm, I'm in love with her. I think she's great. Everything about her, I really do. I think she's great. Yeah. And I think she's honestly balanced as of right now too. So I think maybe a couple buffs, but overall, super happy she's being added. Yeah, I, I definitely agree as well. I think um she's gonna bring a lot of fun play to to act three um and you know as you mentioned things that uh are coming to act three kind of mentioned the holiday thing before too that i said uh but it looks like there are some leaks already coming out of everything that's been released <laughs> today already uh for a snowball game mode uh for a winter <laughs> event and as well as some other things that seem to be what i'm gonna guess are gonna be new orbs um, new yeah. orbs that will be. I think they're orbs. Yeah. Uh, that will be in uh, in Spike Rush, and we're looking at bouncy, grow ball, rapid <laughs> fire, and skate. These are all words that are taken. You know, you, you got these really smart people out there. You say I'm five head. These guys really know their stuff. They go in and, <laughs> and get all the leaks, and they know how to dig in behind the scenes. And they've found right. tags for modes dot snowball. So that's why it makes them think. Uh, this was found in four different instances, so uh, that's why they're they're expecting this to be a game mode, uh, along with um, that's as I mentioned, bouncy, grow ball, rapid fire, and skate uh, listed in there as well. So we'll see how those end up playing out. Maybe those are just going to be orbs that will be inside this game mode, won't make their sure. way into uh, Spike Rush. We don't know, but I, I do expect. Whether no matter what game mode it is in Taylor, as we mentioned before, they made their way into Sky. I expect these game the, these uh, abilities or orbs to uh, eventually play out, and we'll probably see them on an agent in the future. I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? Bouncy grow ball, rapid fire skates. That's some wild stuff. Like that is like some novelty thing. I, I hope it is its own playlist. I think it's going to be orbs and spike rush. I do. But I mean, you, you overall, think about you, but you think about you think about. Uh, crazy things bro we just talked about sky who turns into a wolf and sends a hawk out to flash people okay i i know dude like she's i want to know what do you think growball is man like okay so this is what i'm thinking i'm thinking about like like fortnite i know there was a, an ability i don't i don't play too much fortnite but there was um there was something that you could pick up you could put in your inventory and you basically turn into what is it groot i am groot, oh yeah, I am groot. And then yeah, yeah. He, he's like a he turns into like this big ball of like 
wood or whatever it heals you but you also destroy things <laughs> maybe grow ball you're going to be inside of a snowball just literally growing as you go and I, you just run over people i think it's like, actually i think it's going to be i think it's going to be something you throw and it starts to create almost like a black hole and it's just a but it's a ball of damage that's growing just like you know uh when mm. the bomb goes off and it's a okay. growing ability and it's going to grow so big and you got to get out of the radius of that but that's not very christmasy though black hole Christmassy. This is about Christmas. Well, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be, you know, uh, a big snowball that's gonna bust, you know, and kill everybody. Could be, uh, you know, maybe like an ornament. Looks like a big ornament, like a Christmas ornament. And it's blowing up. I don't know. I don't know. They could that's do whatever true. they want. But you know what I like about this though, Troy, is like at the beginning they did specifically say they were gonna be competitive focused and they weren't going to like, you know, deck the maps and and do like special holiday theme things. Now all of a sudden they're doing it. I, I look, which is which I, is pretty fun. I would love to see holiday themed things. You got snowball. You you release the map like not in competitive, but it, you know at least like yeah, in yeah, spike yeah. No, rush no, no, so, you not know, in competitive at all. Not competitive. Maybe not even an unrated either. But like you know, just yeah, its yeah, own yeah. game mode. Its own game mode. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Its own playlist. Yeah. Its own seasonal thing that comes and go. That's what I'm talking about. I don't want. And them that would to go, go back with with what OK Buddy said about you know content creators and stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, I mean, you're speaking right to content creators there. Oh, 100%. If they release a snowball fight mode that has a grow ball and has a bouncy ball <laughs> and a rapid fight, you're going to see some Tim the Tat Man and some uh, <laughs> Dr. Lupo on here causing some fiascos, for sure. Absolutely. And they'll be right at the, the top of Twitch while it's happening. So The best thing about Tim the Tat Man on, on Valorant is it's so hard to die from fall damage. It's true. Uh, okay. Although there are zip it's, lines it's now, possible, right? It's possible, but so hard. There are zip lines, which you, you won't take fall damage from that, but there are, you know, chances like on split, you know, when you're when you're kind of transitioning your low health and you're transitioning from heaven down. Yeah, you can you jump take that off. fall damage. Yeah, you can jump off. Oh, yeah. I've, I've done that myself a few times. I, I have too. I have too. It's terrible. It's <laughs> it terrible. Well, uh, one thing that's not terrible, though, is, yes, there has been some, uh, you know, talk and discovery that maybe there are some of these more casual modes, but for all of you fans out there that are, Strictly looking for the esports talk, there is a lot of that happening as well. So let's jump into our main topics and give you guys the esports updates with reflections. Pay attention, I learned something. Think you can keep up? Who am I kidding? You know you can't keep up. Lots of stuff happening. We got teams that have, you know, we thought were staples in this game at the very beginning, falling apart. 100T, we saw that. We've talked about that many times, the up and downs of them. But it seems like there's still more people moving over from CSGO, coming into Valorant, and teams rebuilding uh, more now than ever, but getting ready for a very anticipated upcoming new year of, of Valorant. But a lot of action happened. So why don't you break it down? Tell us, what, what, what are some of the big takeaways from what's changed? I mean, first and foremost, um, 100 Thieves completes the roster, right? We've got uh, Days coming into Valorant, joining into T1, uh, joining in former IVP uh, CSGO teammates. And then you also have, of course, Immortals rebuilding their entire team. So let's start off with the Immortals because a lot has taken place here. So Immortals obviously is, is a staple name, right? In the Valorant mm -hmm. scene, they've made a huge, they've had huge success in the past, but they felt it was time to just go ahead and rebuild this roster and uh, not necessarily start from scratch, but at least, you know, just kind of come through and, and figure it out. And I think that was the smartest play. And we kind of knew this was going to happen when 100 Thieves, you know, ditched their four PUBG uh, players, ended up, you know, kind of coming through with and just leaving Hiko on there and then giving free reign for Hiko to pick up who he wanted to pick up, right? Most notably Nitro originally, right? Before, after that, then of course, Nissan. Um, but to kind of talk about it more and more, then found an opportunity for them to go in and rebuild the roster and they ended up doing so with jc stanny gangsta shot up neptune and jmo and they do have their coach of gunba so this is a cool roster uh you know that you do have some chemistry be uh, between some players neptune shot up um they have in fact played before in the past what they are known for though is uh, team hopping in cs so we'll see if they do in fact stick here on this immortal roster with how Valorant has been going, most rosters have actually been sticking together. So we can only assume that they will stick together for quite some time. But uh, this is a pretty, you know, high profile team. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, I, look, I, I think at the very beginning, right, we were actually a lot of people had their eye on Immortals. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about them being able to come up. I think they started one of the first tournaments like 
you know, third place or something like that against Gen G that they lost against. Then they they lost to T1 in the Nerd Street Gamer Showdown. Um, and you know, they and right there in those first couple tournaments, they were third and fourth place. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we had the Pulse Invitational where they dropped to tied for fifth to eighth. And then from there on, it didn't seem to get much better for them. Right. Yeah. And the fact though that's super interesting about this to me with the Immortals is is that two of the players that were on this Immortals roster are now on 100 Thieves, as you mentioned, and Asuna and Dicey moving over and going to them. And it just makes me think, we have all this roster mania stuff happening, people moving around. Do you have confidence, though, that Asuna and Dicey are the pieces to the puzzle that we needed that needed to move off? And, and do you think that that's actually why this team fell apart is because they moved to 100, 100 team more so than Immortals decided they wanted to make a new roster? So I look at other esports more important. Okay, so obviously I'm really in bed right now with with Gears of War uh, specifically because you know UMG is running the Gears Pro League yep. and, I, and I'm you know casting that. UYU is is the most dominant team in in the scene. Um, so when UYU decided to make some roster changes uh, during season one, um, some of the biggest rosters. Uh, which at the time was actually reciprocity ended up kind of, you know, taking over a couple of the players and then quarantine was developed and quarantine was actually a team because quarantine, I don't know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Hey, they get creative, you know, in, in the esports as, as we know. Um, but when, when, like I said, when 100 thieves dropped off the four players, uh, the PUBG players and allowed Hiko to join with nitro and to, you know, kind of curate their own roster as they wanted to. I already knew these were, these changes were going to happen. I think everybody did. When you look at Immortals and you look at 100 Thieves, I think there's a lot of incentive to, obviously, you know, people want to join Immortals, but I think more so to join a high-profile team with Hiko and uh, and Nitro on 100 Thieves, more importantly, one of the fastest-growing esports brands out there. Yeah. Um, you know, Drake's involved with it. You, you got a couple of others. The point is, 100 Thieves is where you want to go. So, you know, for Asuna and Dicey leaving, that's 100% why this this roster was rebuilt, right? Because it's, it's, you can't just throw it together. And I think we learned that with 100 Thieves failing so hard, even though they were much hyped. Um, so I'm happy that they did, in fact, bring over uh, some of these players. Shot up, you know, coming from Morning Light. Um, you know, you got a couple of others to come from uh, various different teams and even, you know, some from CSGO. Um, but this roster's cool. You know, it's not going to be as high profile as it was before with Asuna and Dicey, but it's definitely going to be a roster that you have to pay attention to. I know Gangsta is an incredibly talented player. Um, but hey, if you do want to see how Immortals do play, they will, in fact, be competing this weekend. Um, Renegades X, uh, Nerd Street Gamers, Valorant Invitational. So they're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be a true test to really see how they are. Don't take too much if they don't perform well. It's gonna be their first tournament after being put together, uh, and a lot of people love to roast a team as soon as you know they go into their first official tournament. and They don't do as well as as people would expect Immortals to be. But give them time. I think they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be quite okay. Uh, but more importantly, too. Or I, I shouldn't say more importantly, but at least, you know, kind of differently. Dazed does, in fact, enter Valorant, and he joins uh, T1. So what's good about this uh, this kind of pickup is the fact that, you know, you're, you already have the team chemistry in place because he's joining former IBP CSGO teammates. That's a big thing. Uh, team chemistry goes a long, long way. Uh, and I hate to keep referring to it, but Hiko with the four PUBG members, there was, it was a roster that was literally thrown at him. It didn't work. So the fact is, now you have these guys who have competed together in the past, um, and they're going to have, I think, a much, much better opportunity to kind of, uh, uh, you know, be completed, right? I mean, you got Brax, you got Sky, you got AZK in there. Now you got, of course, um, uh, Dazed, who's coming into the mix. It's going to be a, this is going to be a powerful roster, and and I really hope this is going to be the turning point for T1 because Troy, I know you've been very vocal, I've been very vocal, but T1 hasn't been where t1 is expected to be especially where they were at the beta yeah i mean you've had a lot of talk around brax a lot of talk around skadoodle uh and what they're doing and i mean to to come to not even get a top what top five finish in the last four tournaments that they've had like pax pax arena invitational the the phase clan invitational uh the pop flash uh the pittsburgh night series like like they 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 went and lost in groups right? In, in Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh Night Invitational. They didn't even make it to the semifinals. They lost in groups. Um, and, you know, then they went and lost to Envy, um, which obviously destroyed everybody at the pop flash. But, 
I mean, there, there was, it's really sad because as we've said before, T1 is a huge, huge team, a uh, huge brand. Uh, there's been a lot of praise around Brax. I think Brax and Skadoodle are great. I think Brax is as good as people actually say he is. Um, but it doesn't look like he's been able to lead this team. And so I'm really wondering if they brought in days to really try to help him uh, and, and step into this light of, of taking a little bit uh, of that, uh, that, that dominant role, right? And, and mm-hmm. really trying to give some maybe experience to the team, per se, that they kind of needed. Well, he's 31. You know, he's, he's got the age behind him. Yep. So he's been there, done that. You know, he's been a competitor in the past. And sometimes you need that vocal point to come through with uh, not necessarily, I mean, because let's not kid ourselves, right? I mean, this roster is still stacked with very experienced players, Brax, Scott, AZK, oh, right? So, yep. but, you know, having that older guy in there to kind of keep everybody cool headed uh, might be, might be the way to go about it. I, I love the fact that, you know, kind of these older guys, because I'm 28, you know, I'm about to be 29. So I like to see older guys still competing you yeah. know and and still gaming at the top competitive level it it kind of gives me false hope that i could be there one day but i know for sure i'm not going to be able to be there one day because i don't have a decade of competing like some of these guys yeah. but either way though i mean it's it's still really really cool that um that you know he's so old by gaming standards old right not, yeah. yeah you know life-wise but uh, I, I shouldn't even say gaming standard because you can game at any age, but professional gaming standards. Uh, but super cool. Really happy for that roster. I want to see where they go. And of course, we did touch on 100 Thieves a little bit. Uh, we'll now kind of solidify that roster. Uh, so Hiko, Nissan, Nitro, Asuna, Dicey. So Asuna, Dicey coming from Immortals. We know Hiko and Nitro was picked up earlier, and then Nissan was added right after that. This roster has not competed as of yet. Um, but let me tell you, Man, when they do compete, there is going to be a big spotlight on Bro, them. Like, they are center you talk, stage. You talk about opportunity, though, to not really mess up. I mean, there's going to be a lot of heat on these guys. And, yeah, they might be their first tournament together. But you better believe the expectation is going to be high. It's going to be high not just from fans, uh, not just from viewers. Uh, but it's going to be really high, I think, from the ownership group of 100 Thieves. They... Oh, Nate tried, Shot, who's so vocal. Tried to do something. Nate Shot said, okay, look, we'll make a change. They're making the change. They gave Hiko the reins. Now, can Hiko perform? I mean, dude, let's be honest. They didn't have... They had two... Out of the four tournaments they placed in, okay? Two of the tournaments... Well, I say place. They didn't place, okay? They lost in groups out of two tournaments, okay? Right. And then they, they beat Immortals. That's who they... I mean, or that's who they lost to in their first tournament to tie fifth and sixth and then they lost to phase who was falling apart at the phase clan invitational right so like i mean sure i i I do think the expectation is going to be very high it should be but like it's it's going to be drastic change from what they've known before and it's going to be interesting to see what hiko is like if he has a winning team right because we know if you if you can get to rolling if you can get your star rolling man it could be a good day for hiko yeah, I I think Hiko. So first and foremost, Hiko literally handpicked these players. Yep. Starting with, and I'm sure Nitro had a big, big you know proponent in there once he was added on. Yeah, the spotlight's going to be massive. I think more so than any other team. Like Immortals, you know they're they're fairly new. They're going to be competing this weekend in, in you know the Nerd Street Invitational. Okay, they don't perform well, but you know it's not really the same thing with 100 Thieves because of the fact that you know they solidify the roster i think when the tournament takes place this weekend basically two weeks ago so they've had plenty of time to get adjusted and accustomed to playing with each other learning their strats and, and figuring out i know uh, as far you know obviously asuna and dicey have been competing on immortals so they're very well versed they're ready to go and they can fit into this roster well nitro uh, even though he came from you know csgo at the top of his game he still comes over and he's been playing and grinding this game nonstop. nissan as well is going to be just fine so this roster isn't like okay you know there's a huge learning curve no they should be able to fit together well there's chemistry there they were handpicked so I'm not going to give them a lot of leeway if they don't perform well. I don't know if they're playing in the Nerd Street uh, Invitational that is coming up. I hope they are, so I get a chance to watch them. But for sure, they're going to be competing in, uh, in you know, the new Valorant series that's going to be coming up, the First Strike series that's going to be taking place. So it's going to be great to watch them and see how they work their way through. Either way, that's your esports news, and uh, I would love to hear kind of your thoughts on all of these roster changes and maybe even some, you know, honestly amateur rosters out there female rosters if you have any uh you know those rosters out there maybe you think they're like a golden nugget that uh, that has a chance to surprise us please let us know by leaving leaving that review or, or even tweeting at us whether 
it be at uh, the Valorant Show on Twitter, uh, you know, at Too Loud TX or myself at Reflections. Please let us know. Are there some players that we haven't talked about that maybe have some uh, longevity and uh, could surprise us in the future? But either way, though, that's going to be it for your esports news and your main topics. Let's move into tips and tricks. Save or spend. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. All right. So we've been on this this event, right, of uh, of of doing the different agent classes, our class-based awareness uh, save and spin. And, uh, so here we got initiator this week. We got breach. We got Sova. We got sky now sky, right? Just talked about her. I love that. We're doing initiator with sky being added. Oh, it's actually perfect. I love it. It's like we timed it. It's uh, like we made it happen uh, on purpose. We actually, uh, yeah, of course we did. Let's sound that smart. So, uh, <laughs> initiator, cha- uh, so they challenge angles by setting up their team to enter contested ground and push defenders away you can expect to see lots of stuns and information gathering abilities with this class hey and it that 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 goes exactly with what sky is right and what we talked about Mm -hmm. with her today uh with initiators i i think man this is more of your ground you've been playing this role for so long i i don't even know why i'm reading this one well, because I read the last one last week or the week before. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's true, though. I, look, I've been playing Breach literally since beta. Uh, I think Raze, I was raised beforehand. That was just kind of because I was a noob, you know, never really played CSGO too much. And <laughs> Raze was just relatable. Come on. And plus, I had the nades, instant kill ability. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the most OP character, at least at that time, not anymore. Uh, but Breach, I've been using Breach. Well, now people say Breach is incredibly OP. I don't care. Whatever. You know, I've been playing them since beta when no one was even talking about them. Uh, but it's yeah, true. initiators are really important. You know, you better make sure that if you are an initiator, you have good communication with your team, because if you don't have good communication with your team and you're trying to break onto a site or into a location by yourself, you're going to get lit up. 100%. 100%. So make sure that if you are going to go out there, like, let me use my best known agent, right? Breach. If you're going to flash, make sure you're telling your team that you're going to flash. And uh, as well as telling them, hey, check it out. We're, we're on Haven. We're on offense. I've got my I've got my ultimate or I've got my flashes. You, I, I need three people to go long C, you know, kind of break that down. So I, I know my angle is going to be covered on the left side on that hallway whenever I break into garage. I need one more person to go with me to initiate into garage. I'm going to flash you in. You go in. I'm going to go in second or vice versa. It doesn't matter because flash works either way. And we're going to get that kill whether the person's left corner, behind box, he's up in window, right? And then you have options. But you have to communicate. Sova, same way. Sova, a little bit different, right? Because Sova does have that opportunity to kind of hang back. and But still, make sure you're using all those abilities. The, the chalk dart, <laughs> as he says, is shock dart. But the chalk dart is insane. I hate it sometimes, especially whenever they bounce it off the freaking ground. And then you go to defuse the spike and it comes <laughs> down and it kills you. It pisses me off. Hey, but you're playing the game. And uh, I mean, it still pisses me off. Sky, though, hey, Sky's going to be a lot of fun. We don't know too much. Well, obviously, you know, the videos we kind of watched. Um, by the way, go to Deserto. Go to Deserto. Watch that video or go to YouTube in general. Watch Ten's advice. Uh, break it down. 15-minute video of them breaking down how Sky works, their thoughts on it. Hugely in-depth. It's great to listen to the pros who have been playing this game nonstop, you know, some of the best in the world. Go and watch that video to get more of an understanding of Sky if you haven't watched it already. Uh, but Sky is going to be a lot of fun too and, uh, you know, pretty unique. Initiators are cool, man. Uh, if, you, if you haven't played Initiator yet, try it, go for it, and have I, a lot of fun, but make sure you have that communication. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's super interesting as I, as I look at these classes. Sometimes we, we you know, we've been talking about them throughout the weeks and like Sova, just thinking about Sova as an initiator and playing him more as an initiator class than what I see a lot of people play him as, which is more of that, you know, that support, right? That middle yeah, ground hang back. defender, kind of hang back. It's all back. about information. It, it's it's about super information. interesting, right? Uh, and, and to have him and to think, hey, like, if you actually do play Sova as that initiator, as that, you know, hey, let me shock around this corner and let's push together as a team. You know, sure. Let me yeah. aim, let, let, let me go ahead and dart it real quick and let's push quick together instead of like, hey, let me throw a dart and we all sit behind the corner and just wait and see who it pings, right? Like uh, all those type of things that you got to think about when you look at, hey, not just like what are my agent abilities, but what is a class? What am I supposed to be doing with my agent? Uh, and I think right. it will really uh, kind of push you and, and your play style differently. I know it does for me. 
Uh, and I know it does for you too, as we've talked about this many times, you playing breach as initiator and, and pushing forward and the communication and how good you've gotten at that. So, uh, you know, it, it is important. Initiators are key to taking over sites. If you don't have the ability to flash in to get in, you're not going to win. Like if you're playing, yeah. if you don't have any initiators on your team, you need to learn how to be initiator so that you can help your team win some games because definitely it's going to be needed. But one thing that's well, I do always... want to add one caveat. I do want to add one caveat to that, Troy. I know I'm sorry to sh- you know shut down the mojo, man. I see that you're mad at me in the camera. If you, if you and, it be, and the reason why I'm adding this caveat because you you said support role. If you're Silver or Sky, you're going to have a lot more opportunity to help your team with actual legitimate information. If you're Breach, though. You have a lot of flashes. You have a lot of opportunity to break onto a site or to break into a location, but you don't get that information ahead of time. You get that information that kind of hits you in the face and you better be ready to shut down an opponent. Whereas Sova and Sky, they have that opportunity to find that information out ahead of time so you know how to react to it or you know what's coming ahead of time, right? Instead of like just it hitting in your face, like you flash into, you know, garage, you push in. Oh, there's a guy with, you know, his his head is yellow because he's, he's flashed, right? And you got to take him out immediately. So... Those are three different types of initiators, but two of those give you more information than one or the other, which is breach. So yep. just know, just keep that in mind. Do you want to be more of a support initiator or more of an initiator where you're very confident in your abilities to kind of go in and kill instead of like hanging back? It's, it's totally up to you. Yep, you are correct. And what else is actually <laughs> up to you, Taylor, is your match point. Match point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. All right, so for everybody that maybe you're listening for the first time, I want to tell you thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for staking around all the way to the end of the show uh, to our match point. This is a section where we talk about what we're going to work on or what we wanted to get better at in the coming week. And this week, Taylor, I'm going to start off and say what I said at the beginning. I'm going to be looking for a crew this week, man. I'm going to be lo- do hunting down some people so that we get a, a, core, a core group of guys to start working with. Maybe not the full five. Maybe we only find one or two this week. But uh, we got we got to start looking for those guys and, and and having that team communication. So you know why? So we can both use our initiators to their fullest ability by communicating properly. Let's do it. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to get this team going, and I'm ready to be better than goal two. Oh, there you 100%. go. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Let's 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 do it. Let's carry you out of the bronze. What about you, hey, Taylor? What are you going to be working on? For me, man, I'm going to be learning Icebox. I love Icebox. I think Icebox is a fantastic map. Huge learning curve, but if you can learn that map, you're going to be doing uh, great work, especially in competitive. Right now, not in competitive. It's just being kind of tested in unrated Spike Rush uh, as well as Deathmatch. But it will be in competitive, I assume, by the next update, if I'm not mistaken, when Sky is released. So be on the lookout for that. But for me, I'm learning Icebox. I'm going to learn out the callouts. I'm just going to learn everything about it. But hey, Troy, all good things have to come to an end, do they not? And they you know do. what? For episode, and you know what's sad? It really is, but hey, that's uh, the good thing about it is we're going to continue uh, going for the next episode, which we'll be doing uh, next Monday. So there you for go. you guys out there, it's always great having you. It really is. And, uh, you know, 21st episode, I'm telling you, it just gets better and better and better each and every week. If you like the show, like Troy said, just go ahead and leave a comment or a rating, whether it be on Podbean, iTunes, uh, and now Amazon, which we are on too. We would love those Amazon comments and ratings so we can kind of, you know, get more listeners to the Valorant show. But for myself, Taylor Reflections, Noble Troy Tuttle, aka Too Loud, we loved having you and we hope to see you again on our next episode. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.